if I had, if I was intimate with a guy, it was more emotional for me. I, I didn't think of it as sex. I felt like they're making love to me. And I would want, I would want it to go further. But it, if it didn't, then, you know, I'd say, F you, you know, you're not really who I thought you were. And don't ever look at me again. Shh. Welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. Tell me your secret. I'll tell you mine. Sometimes you have to go through the darkness to reach the light. That's what I did. After 12 years of recovery in sex and love addiction, I finally found my soulmate, myself. Please join me in my novel, Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict, a four-time bestseller on Amazon. It's a brutal, honest, raw, gnarly ride, but hilarious at the same time. Check it out now on Amazon. Welcome to Secret Life Podcast. I'm Brianne Davis-Gant. Today, I'm pulling back the curtains of all kinds of human secrets. We'll hear about what people are hiding from themselves or others. You know those deep, dark secrets we probably want to go to our grave with? Or those lighter, funnier secrets that are just plain embarrassing. Really the how, what, when, where, and why of it all. And today my guest is Marianne. And Marianne, I have a question for you and it is, what is your secret? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I think I was, I think I was a hoe when I a was hoe? a hoe. Yes, I think so. Yes. I didn't realize that I was uh, until I read your, um, Huffington Post mm-hmm. article, um, and I realized, ooh, that's me. That really? was me. That when, was me. When were you also a hoe? Because you um, just you just <laughs> called me a hoe. Which, oh, which I I'm did, totally, didn't I? Mm-hmm. I? Listen, you know we we all have our definitions of our behaviors, and I'm not going to like get upset about it because it's okay. But when was your period of hoeness? Mine was. In my 30s, mm-hmm. 30s and 30s and 40s, um, I thought pretty much that my shit didn't stink. I wasn't very popular when I was young. So if a guy paid attention to me, I thought that's what I needed, you know, and if it led to a one night stand or an affair, it didn't matter who I, I didn't think about who I hurt. I didn't even think about that. It just was all about me. Now, if you could think back to when that behavior started, uh-huh. when do you think was the first time you acted that way? I was I was married. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was married and I don't know really what I was missing. I just would hear words from the guy. He would say things that I needed to hear. And like, whoa, so-and-so doesn't say that to me anymore. And this really feels good and made me feel very special. Right. So your husband at the time wasn't telling you certain things and a stranger was, and it, mm-hmm. and it excited a part of you that wasn't wasn't alive anymore. Yeah, I mean, I got, it was a different, it was a different excitement because it was, I thought I could get away with something. Now, did you carry on that affair for a long time or was it a one-time deal? During my marriage, it was for a while. And, but then after we got a divorce, after we got a divorce, then there were, you know, men, cause I was single and I could do what I wanted. Right. Right. And I never 
particularly look for it. I was always friendly, but now now I see back that I was flirting. And if they reciprocated, then that was what, you know, got it started. And Mm -hmm. it just kind of snowballed from there. So how many do you think partners you think you had in that period of time? I really want to know. Yes, I'm lots, <laughs> lots, lots. I, I really want to know. Um, I don't know, 25-ish, probably. It, you know, and they never, most of them were just, you know, like one night stands because I needed whatever. It just happened. Right. But some were a little bit longer. They were um, like friends, family friends. Mm-hmm. and or guys I worked with I worked in a male dominant you know business and you know it, there was no sexual harassment back then you right. just you know you just kind of played off their jokes and you know they were all harassment but we never I never felt that way I just felt I was being included as one of the guys and then one thing would lead to another and they were all unavailable yeah. never they were never available for anything long-term. Were most of them also married at the time? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And um, so that was even a, you know, bigger thrill because I didn't, I thought I was better than yeah. what you had. Like you were stealing from what other people had. Like you must yeah, be exactly. better than their wife. Or... Exactly. Like yeah. those, the seven deadly sins. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we will get into those very soon. Okay. You're, you're was, like, can we get through this part to, to the next <laughs> Please. She's like, I just want this over as soon as possible. Can you please stop asking me details? But here's the thing, like for me, I can totally identify you are not alone. And I'm sure other people listening right now have done those things or like had extramarital affairs or been with a married person. But for me, I never did the one night stand because it just felt like, it was too dangerous for me. I don't know why. So I'm curious, yeah. like, how did it feel for you to do a one night stand? Cause I have no idea what that's like. I know how it, affairs are like, but if I had, if I was intimate with a guy, it was mm-hmm. more emotional for me. I, I didn't think of it as sex. I felt like they're making love to me and mm. I would want, I would want it to go further, but it, if it didn't, then, you know, I'd say F you, mm-hmm. you know, you're not really who I thought you were. And don't ever look at me again. So So, were these one night stands, if they were with someone else, did you feel like your whole thing is like, I want to take them from their wives. And then when that didn't work out, it was like, did did, probably, probably there was a lot of, yeah, probably. Yes. I would looking back. Yes. I, I didn't think of it then that way, but yes, I would. Yes. You, you need me. I'm better for you than your wife would be. So they tell you all the things and it, it would be like at a secret place or, yep. and then yep. after you yep. gave them what they wanted, they would then. Yeah. They go. would just like, yeah. And not all of them were like that. Some of them like lasted for years once, you know, every now and then over the years. And that was even, that was awesome. <laughs> I got to say it was because they really meant something to me. I didn't really miss them, but when they would call back and say, hey, you want to get together? Like, uh, hell yeah. You know, so what was, was the longest one? And like, when did that happen? You don't have to say the year or anything. Like, um, The most heartfelt one 
was probably when I was on my second marriage and he, we worked together and Mm -hmm. he was younger than I was. And I really knew in the back of my head, it would never go anywhere, Mm -hmm. but I just totally fell in love with him. He just was like an idol to me. And looking back, it was, what about him was an idol? Gorgeous. And he was funny and kind. He was so sweet. You know, the kind with the strawberries and the, you know, dipped in whipped cream kind of guy. And it was just so romantic. And, um, but I knew in the long run it wasn't, but I didn't, I was still very upset when he, you know, said, Oh, my girl, my ex-girlfriend's pregnant and bye-bye. Ouch. Oh, it hurt so bad. I mean, it hurts so bad. I gave all the love letters, notes he ever wrote me. I put him in a bag and gave him to him and threw him in his face. (laughs) Don't ever talk to me again. I was so sad. So did you talk to him again after that? Oh yeah. He called for sex after that. Always. 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 Yes. And of course I went running like a little, of course I'll be right. I'll meet you there. Yeah. And then it just never went anywhere. I mean, if no. you could, if you could talk to your past self, what would you have said oh. to her? Oh, I would have said, stay married to your kid's dad. Mm. And, you know, just be strong, be, be stronger. You know, I, I didn't know I was supposed to really try hard. I In was marriage? very mature. Yes. Oh, I, I marriage was gonna, is a lot of work. Marriage is a lot of work. And I was young. Yeah. When I got married the first time to the kid's dad, and I just thought it's supposed to be easy. You know, you love me. I love you. Everything will turn out fine. And we don't have to work at it, but you do. You really do. And I never realized men had feelings (laughs) either. Right. That's another selfish, those deadly sins. Come on, bring them up. (laughs) No, I'm not done yet. But like, uh, no, I can totally relate because my idea of what marriage, I didn't want to get married. I was never one that wanted to get married. And because my idea of a marriage had to look like in the movies or a fairy tale uh, and, or mm -hmm. a romance novel or a Mm -hmm. love song where it's like, you have to be so in love that it has to be perfect. And you don't hear in a love song, like, let's pay the bills now. Let's take out the trash. (laughs) Now it's time to like put the kids to sleep. Like none of that is in there. So where are you? Where are you? Why are you not helping me? Yeah. Why are you paying attention to me? Why aren't you making me feel special? Why isn't the same butterfly feeling that it was when we were first together? And, right. it, and I feel like it's society makes us believe that's what real love is. And it's I not, know. it's so, not, especially if it, you know, it was a long time ago. We are, we were less aware of how, right. Those stories. How it's a, it's a partnership. It's a exactly. partnership. And, yeah. And you just got sucked I, into that fantasy of what it should be. I did. I did. Butterflies yeah. and romance. Exactly. And it was especially with my first child he cried all the time when I tried to feed him he did not want to eat he was as a baby quite a difficult cry baby (laughs) oh well I have a child so I completely understand mine is not that bad but it's exhausting being a parent and I can it is a lot of work to stay connected to your husband and still be a good parent because at the end of the night at seven o'clock I just want to go to sleep Exactly. Or like be by myself, you know? Yes. So I get yes. it. Yeah, um, it's tough. 
Well, I'm so grateful you shared that, but let's just get, now we will hit those seven deadly sins because you have been wanting to hit them. So let me, (laughs) let me, I don't really see them as sins. I see them as part of human nature. We all have them. We all have pride, greed, lust, gluttony, envy, anger, and sloth. So if you could pick a couple of sins and why, what do you think they attach to that behavior that you acted out with? Envy. I was envious that that those men were belonged to somebody else. Uh, I'm envious of my husband's lives that I didn't have that. So I would. That's another thing. I probably reached out for their other guys' attention because my my partners were so busy doing their thing, and I wasn't getting. I wasn't who I wanted to be. Right. And um, envy of the other wives of what you know what they got out of these men. Um, greed. I wanted it all, Mm. but I didn't, I didn't see that back then, but now looking back, um, I wanted more. I don't know how the men fit into that, but, um, um, gluttony, the more, I don't know, you know, I can, I can relate in food to gluttony, but that's, there's other. Oh, other other forms of gluttony. Yes. Yes. Other forms of, I wanted more, more of that attention, you know? that I didn't get. Do you think at the time did were did you have multiple people while having an affair or while you were single was there like a guy here and a guy there and a guy here like you got certain things yeah. from certain people? Yes. Yes, there were. Um and then I would even be having, you know, I even had a longer longer term um affair, well, relationship. It really wasn't fair because we were both single and we were in a relationship, but I would still, so-and-so would call and I needed that from that person. And I, I don't know what that feeling was. I don't know what it, I think just because I thought I was special, that person that I really cared about. And then there, um, one that started not, it was just kind of an emotional thing when I was married to in my first marriage and then ended up working with this guy. And we started up a little thing. I was not, I was single, but involved with my um, fiance. And um, he, we would like get together and we always thought, well, let's get together in a year from now and, you know, celebrate that, like that movie, same time next year where you would oh, yeah. get together and that just, I just felt so special. And right. it was just something I was lacking in my, I think, I don't know. I can't explain it. Can you no, help you me are explain explaining it? it? Yeah. I mean, when you're talking about it, it's like you have this false idea of what romance and love looks like. Right, and right, right, right. when someone didn't fill it, you always were trying to look for those people. And I always think for me, I'm just going to speak for me. It's like, I was so empty inside that I needed other people to tell me who I was or that I was special and instead of like feeling special myself. Right. Yes, exactly. I needed that too. I was, I don't know, I guess it's from our childhood. I was one of six kids and kind of, you know, one of the older ones. So I wasn't special in that family in any way, in that family setting, I was responsible. I had to be responsible. And then when I was able to do something that I really wanted, that felt good to me, that's when I was able to go get it. And I didn't, you know, I thought I could get away with it. Yeah, I, I, I didn't, but I thought I could. 
Well, it just seems like you, you are so maybe depleted from your childhood, who knows, but as soon as you got that freedom and you felt like that high of that attention or that, that like that fantasy love, you just like went for it. And you're like, I did. I need what I need. Like this. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. So who do you think helped benefit from these this secret (laughs) or who do you think harmed this secret um hopefully I it like in my in my life benefited or harmed or like right now or how I feel how I yeah I'm sure the wives that you know they're cheating husbands I'm sure they knew their husbands cheated um it only benefited me it only benefited me it never benefited anybody else um, in fact, it harmed my children. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, you know, I know I took time away from them when I could have, should have been with them and I was off doing my thing. Um, so that's, you know, something I still regret. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that hurts because the kids needed me and I neglected parts of their lives. Well, what I realize now being a mom is you know, kids are willing to forgive. They just want their parents to love them. And Mm -hmm. I feel talking to you right now that you're still holding a lot of shame and guilt for these past things. Yeah. And I feel like it is time for you to let that go. Because honestly, in the long run, you harmed yourself the most Mm -hmm. out of anybody. That's, I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. You denied yourself, you know, that experience with your children, you're saying you denied yourself like true intimacy. That's ugly and not always that great in a marriage. Right. Right. Marriage. So, right. But I feel like I'm feeling a lot of shame and, you know, regret. I'm feeling a lot of regret. regret. Yes. Shame and regret for sure. Yes. And it, you know, it'll pop its ugly rearing head, you know, every now and then, especially when I decided to do this (laughs) because it does, you know, I, yeah, I miss some good times, but I do thankfully have good relationships with my children now. And that's important. Yes. Yes. And they don't know this part of it, but they know a lot of it. You know, they know the parts where that broke up my marriages they don't know the in-between stuff and that I tried to fulfill and never, never did, never was fulfilled. So how do you move forward in the future knowing that? Well, I probably didn't do all the right things, but I just, um, now I don't even want to be with a man. Now I just, I, I'm probably avoiding intimacy because I just like being alone and, not, I don't like love being alone. I just like my being myself. And if you like me fine, if you don't, that's okay too. So when's the last time you went on a date then? Because you're saying you don't want a man. I mean, have you dated recently? Not, no, not How? in the past two years. And oh. then it, there was quite a while in between there as well. Yeah. The one one of the jobs that I had, it kind of was not really conducive to have somebody. I mean, now that I think back, it probably would have been good because I was gone a lot. I traveled and um, 
it probably would have been good because I wouldn't have had, I could still be myself, but have, you know, intimacy once I was home. But I think I just, it went away. It's the libido slipped away. So I don't know how, how that happened. Well, we call that in, in my program, we call that sexual anorexia, where we feel oh. like we shut off the part of our sexuality because a part of us mm. does it because we don't truly believe we deserve intimacy and love and that we use mm. sex more as um, a high than a byproduct of a real relationship. So, oh, so maybe there's yes. a part of you with that shame and that regret, regret that yes. a part of you shut that because you don't feel like you actually deserve it. You're, you're very intuitive, Brianne. <laughs> <laughs> I think you put your finger right on it. Yeah. So where true. can we get you to see that you have to let go and you have to reignite that part of yourself because you deserve real love in this lifetime, right? Don't we all? We do. We all deserve love. Yes. But now I feel I'm too old. No one's ever too old. You hear about the stories of, of you know, 80 little 80-year-old old 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 ladies in their nursing homes that have their boyfriends. Come on. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I don't. Well, I think... I think we should do like a dating app for you or like put, well, like if you love her voice, like email me and we'll hook you you up and you can send me the pictures and I'll hook you guys up. (laughs) Okay. No, I did. I did try going on a dating app. My youngest son signed me up and they were just all creepy old men. I don't know. I just, I couldn't, I did go, I did go on one date had lunch one time and they just, I don't know, they felt like they were probably, they're probably like I was like, let's move this forward, you know? And, and I just kind of went, I put, you know, my screen up, like your wall wall up. up. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't Don't penetrate. Don't Don't get near me. I don't want any connection. I don't, I don't trust myself. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I, I don't I know. Do. Maybe I should be your matchmaker. Maybe when oh, people... there you go. Could you do that for me? <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll do that. Well, okay. I think it's beautiful that you're willing to really look at it and and try to explain so other people don't feel so alone. And I think you just you. really need to give yourself a chance to love and be loved because I think it's a fear of that intimacy. I mean, for me, that's what it was. Yeah, I think it is like... I don't want to be rejected again. I don't, you know, I don't look, my body's not the same as it was when I was thirties and forties. And I, I, I'm afraid of rejection in that regard as well. Right. Well, I think you're beautiful and I think you. you really just need to like step out, step out on that ledge and free fall and let, you know, let God be your guide, I guess. Okay. I'll, I'll try harder to do that. <laughs> well, thank, thank you, Brianne. Thank you for coming on and thank you. Thank you for listening. This is Secret Life Podcast with Brianne Davis-Gant. If you have a past secret that you actually have gone through or a present secret you haven't told anyone yet, please email me below. And I would love to have you on the show. It's secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. And I look forward to next time. Bye. (laughs) 
Thanks again for listening to the show. Please subscribe, rate, share, or send me a note at secretlifepodcast.com. And if you'd like to check out my book, head over to secretlifenovel.com or Amazon to pick up a copy for yourself or someone you love. Thanks again. See you soon. 